0: Bring it back together here, bring it back, come on in, hopefully made some new friends, some conversations. All right, yes, here we go. Yes, great. This is the time where I just say random things until everyone's like turn around. I'm like, all right, yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm excited about this uh, conversation we get to have uh, together this week. Um, There's so many things going on in world and in our lives isn't it funny as a side note did anyone notice that like literally the government this week was like hey aliens are real like we have one of them and everyone was like i can't care about that i honestly can't it's so hot who's gonna forgive my student loans um i'm just not taking that on like literally (laughs) it's like (laughs) Would be the biggest news ever ten years ago, and today everyone's like, I don't care. Like I'm like they could be in the room, and I don't have a I don't have capacity. I'm full. We're all full of information. So, and there's like a little suspicion now that the government's saying it. You know, like I believed in aliens forever, and now the government's like they're real, and I'm like, well. <laughs> if you're saying it, um. <clears throat> Anyways. It's been a week, um, but I feel like it's selling. I just feel like uh, myself and a lot of people I know, We there's just a lot going on. This is just a... It's an odd time. It's our first like real summer, like outside, outside, you know what I mean? Um, and just the world is different and things are changing. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you all. Um, for the last several weeks, if you've um, been here, Corey has been sort of like preaching from the same passage. He keeps telling the story of the prodigal son. And I'm sitting back there and I'm like, literally move on. Um, <laughs> but then I was preparing for this, I was like, ah, oh, God, that's great. So we're going to be in the exact same place. <laughs> this morning because there really is a lot there I kept being like why are you why are you still there he's like there's so much I'm like okay really there is so we are um in the book of Luke uh Jesus continued there's a man who had two sons the younger one said to his father father give me my share of the estate so he divided his property between them not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to field to feed... To f- Whoa, he, sent, he was doing work <laughs> and feeding pigs. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and I've never disobeyed your orders, yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you always with me and everything I have is yours. Uh, But we had to celebrate and to be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Okay, so um, this story, whether or not you've been here the weeks that Corey's been talking about it, it's a fairly familiar story uh, in the Bible. And it has so much nuance to it, and there are so many elements of the story, but uh, a lot of the story really rests around this idea of disappointment. And uh, before we get too deep in here, how I think about stories in the Bible uh, that have multiple characters is never a which character am I. It's just a reminder that we will at some point play all these characters. We're going to be the older son. We're going to be the younger son. We're going to be the person uh, that is caught in our uh, vulnerable moments about to be stoned. We're going to be people holding the stones in our hands. We're going to be the good Samaritan. We're going to be the passerby. We're going to be the person beaten down on the ground. Like that's what these stories are for. We play these roles all the time. And that's why it's so beautiful uh, to hear them and to read them and to remember them. Because on one end, I think most of us know what it feels like to be the younger son, to say, I'm having a great time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, We know what it feels like to feel lost uh, out of mistakes that we have made. We know what it feels like to say everything that's going on right now, I literally can look and be like, you did that. (laughs) You are out here feeding these pigs. You are out here in the wilderness uh, because you did that. And then uh, at the same time, we know what it's like to be the older son. Right? The older son is the one who is on his I've done everything right high horse um, and says, how could you not know this? I know this. I know how to do everything. It was hard for me, so it has to be hard for you. I had to pay my student loans. You got to pay these student loans. You know, right? So we have these narratives. We have these, these two um, players in the story, at which point I think we have all been one of them. And so with the younger brother, uh, he made a mistake. He literally made a mistake, he felt lost, he got lost, um, and there was a welcome back. And there is so much to learn and I think to relate to in this story because we all know what it's like to make mistakes. We all know what it's like to disappoint people. We all know what it's like to be selfish and be a human being. But I think what's hard sometimes is like mistake recovery, right? Right? I truly don't know, reading this story, whether it was harder for the older son to watch the younger son be, like, embraced with open arms and have a party thrown for him, or it was harder for the younger son to know what he had done was wrong, to make a mistake, and then be welcomed back like that. Because part of me thinks it was probably harder for the younger son. Because have you ever done something, and then someone welcome you back with open arms? It's so much easier to be the one that's like, I forgive you, than to be the one that, like, is forgiven. Do you guys know that feeling? Um, this week, literally this week, as I'm like preparing for the sermon, I'm like, people make mistakes. Then I did. It's <laughs> like, what? Um, and so, having a, a moment with my wife, and we were having this conversation, and I just did not show up well. And then, do you ever just have a time where you don't show up well, and then you're like, oh, time machine, please be real? Um, but it's not, and you can't go back in time. And then I was like, just so disappointed in myself. So disappointed in myself. And we're having this conversation in the kitchen, and it's hard. And I don't know if that's my phone ringing or not, but I don't think it is. Okay, and uh, we're having this conversation, it's hard, and she literally, my wife stops, she looks at me in my eyes, and she's like, listen, we have to be okay letting each other make mistakes. Like, it has to be okay to be, make mistakes if we want to have the kind of relationship we want to have. If we want to grow, if we want to build, like it has to be okay. Like you are okay, I'm going to make a mistake, and that has to be okay too. Like this is what we're gonna do. And I was just like, "Um, I actually think it'd be a lot more comfortable if you were just mad. Like, can you just be, I actually want you to like punish me, like get, like, Throw me in the doghouse, you know? I literally was like, no. I don't think that she was like, no, I love you. Like, it's, you know, we're going to figure this out. I'm like, no, that's actually way more uncomfortable. I would appreciate just some mild disrespect, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but that's not what happened, right? Um, and something that Sammy understood in that moment that I think I understand outside of that moment is that there's so much value in making mistakes. There was so much value in feeling lost. There is so much learning in the wandering. And if I look back honestly and think about my life, almost everything that I have worth keeping was on the other side of being lost. Almost everything that I have worth keeping was on the other side of a mistake or a disappointment or these feelings that I spend most of my life trying to avoid. So I'm like, how is that the case? And what do we do with that? How does that change how I respond to my own mistakes? How does that change how I respond to the mistakes of others? Because what I know for a fact is there are really two camps in the story. There's the person who did all the things he wanted and tried to have all the fun, and then it ended up being hard. And then there's the person who tried to get everything right and have all the right answers, and it was still hard. So I think it's probably just going to be hard. (laughs) You really just have to pick uh, your poison. I was reading this book uh, a couple weeks ago, and it had this line that stopped me in my tracks that said, uh, Foolishness is the death that leads to wisdom. Foolishness is the death that leads to wisdom, and it felt like this reminder that it's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to do dumb things. It's okay to mess up. It's actually important. It's actually necessary for where we want to go. It's actually Uh, the foundation of how we're going to get to to where we need to be if we don't let ourselves make mistakes if we don't let the people around us make mistakes if we can't be mirrors to one another then we're not going to do it right and the point of this story is not oh my gosh he made mistakes and one person's bad or respond like this it's that even after being lost you get to be found it's that even after mistakes, you get to be welcomed in. And your ability to deal with that reality, that mistakes do not take away from your worth or anyone else's, is going to be very important as to how we move forward and treat each other as people. Because if you believe in your heart that because of the mistakes you've made, you are less worthy, you are less valuable, then baby, that is going to leak onto the other people around you. So what happened to the older brother. I don't know. They don't give a lot of backstory in the Bible. Maybe it's somewhere there. got lost, but, you know, scrolls and translations. But I don't know his story. But I'm imagining at some point he felt like his value was not worth whatever it was. Because at the end he was like, oh, my gosh, you haven't even given me a goat. And he got this fattened calf. And the father was like, everything I've always had is yours. But he didn't think he deserved it. Because here's what happens sometimes. We make mistakes. We disappoint people. We get lost, and then the still, small voice that says, you are still worthy, you are welcome at this table, you are whole, you are here. We don't listen. It's too uncomfortable. We don't go through the transformation that the mistakes and the disappointment is offering to us. And then we leak that out on people around us. Because if our mistakes could disqualify us from worthiness, then their mistakes can too. If you want to see this play out in real time, just go to www.theinternet.com. Really, really full of it. I love when people are like, two weeks ago, I didn't know racism existed, but now I am a social justice warrior, and I'm here to call out all your language. I'm like, you were just there, okay? How do you do that? How are you already doing that? But we have to embrace the reality and the discomfort and sit in the transformation that exists for us in the pain with dealing with our own mistakes and disappointment and realizing that it has no determination of our value and our worth. And that's really hard. It's really hard to know that you have messed up, to know that you have disappointed people, to have someone hold that mirror up to you and say, yes, this hurt my feelings, or I did that thing, or you did this, and I still love you. To have God say those same words of you were lost, and now you're found, and so we celebrate. We're not going to chastise you. We're not going to throw you into shame. We're actually not going to punish you. We're not going to make you feel like you have to pay for this and you can earn your way out of the doghouse, like you have to work for me and you have to get everything right, and then if you get enough things right and you do enough good things and you get enough things, then you will be worthy. But coming in right from squandering the wealth and wild living, which we all know what that means, straight off the street, you are welcome. Straight off the, come back in. Straight from doing whatever you were doing, I'm still here and I still love you. That is transformational. The transformation that we want to experience in our life, I don't think it comes from sitting up and saying, "Now that I've done everything right, let me look down on you, <laughs> peasants who haven't done anything like right in a long time, and I can teach you my ways." Which oddly is a lot how I grew up in church, but um, trying to reframe that because I think the the times in my life that I've sat with that discomfort and haven't even figured it out. Because literally this week, my wife offered the same thing. And I was like, ah, it'd be better if you just like, you know, (laughs) give me a little some silent treatment or something. Like, "I I deserve something bad, right? Like, that still is very much a narrative in my head. Of like, I deserve bad things to happen to me if I disappointed, if I didn't act right, if I didn't get everything right. I deserve bad, right? Trying to uncross those wires is very hard. But that's why this is such a beautiful story. It didn't say 10 years after he had worked up to forgiveness, 10 years after he worked up to worthiness, he had to do the exact amount of good things to counteract the bad things he did, just straight coming in, you're welcome at this table. We're going to celebrate that you're found. Sometimes I think we've created this false, like, juxtaposition of, of these extremes, of lost and found, of heaven, hell, Christ, antichrist, good, bad, all these things. And I really don't think it's a line. I think it's a circle. This reality in this moment of being lost and then found, experiencing the transformation and being lost and bringing that into a season of been found, I think we are in that loop for the entirety of our lives. Sorry about it. I don't think it's, oh, we were lost then, and now I'm found. Oh, back when I did that, I was lost, and now I'm in the found place, right? No, 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 no. We are lost and found and lost and found in every single moment. Whenever we want to, we are open to the reality that we are still good, we are valuable, we don't have to feel shame about what we've done, and we can embrace the transformation that lies for us in the place of being lost, And if we could do that, and if we could do that for ourselves, I really do think it would dramatically and radically change the way we interact with other people. Because what is happening right now, literally what is happening? What is happening with people? I literally, like, I I really, that's an act that is not rhetorical. What is happening? (laughs) But the narratives and the rhetoric that I am hearing, the transformation that I feel like we need as people in this world, in justice, with our earth, with each other, in relationships, zeroed across the board. What we need, we have to be able to experience for ourselves or we'll never be able to give it. And what I wish we could give and I could give, let me speak for me, What I wish I could give is empathy and compassion for moments when I see someone blowing up their entire life because I know what that feels like. And then what I wish I could do is empathy and compassion for the moments where someone feels so deeply disappointed in themselves and they feel so much pain that what they want is someone else to feel pain because I also know what that feels like. What I wish is more compassion and empathy for someone who is so trapped in shame and self-hatred that that's what they give. It doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean we don't need to fight against those narratives. That doesn't mean we don't need to offer counter-narratives. But I hope it changes the way that we engage with work when we see what's happening. When we experience our own transformation of being lost and undoing those shame and those narratives and the self-hatred. I want to undo every anti, all the people I love, bills that are happening in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a lot. I didn't even have to, I can't, just people I love, okay? And that's a lot of people, and there's a lot of bills. And I can't even imagine how much the people riding them hate themselves. That doesn't mean that I don't fight against them and call my senators and email people and stand for what's right. But it, as a person, as a human who has been through some things, I can't imagine how much they hate themselves. And that hurts me. That doesn't mean I stop the freaking work and I stop the fight and I do all these things. But what I'm not seeing is an understanding that we cannot give what we do not have. What needs to experience, what needs to happen in the world is transformation. And I will fight for that every single day. But what I have to do first is say, I know what it feels like to hate myself. That sucks. That is so hard to undo. That is so hard to get out of. I'm sorry you were in that place, and I will fight against all the destructive work that is coming because of it. But I know why you're doing it. That should mean something to me as a human. I can't just sit here and say, well, I haven't done anything wrong, and you're you're actually the problem. I've never been the problem, Okay. Um. Because I have, and I will, and then I have, and then I will, and then I will, and, then I, and, I, and I will be on this loop. And what I just have to trust in myself is that the transformation is there for me in feeling lost, in making mistakes, in feeling disappointed, in the shame. And all the things that I don't want to face, and all that discomfort, and all the wandering, and the coming back, and the party, and all that discomfort, that's where the transformation that I need as a person is. And I wish that for every person in the world. And I'll do my work and I'll do all the things, but gosh, I want that. I want to stop the times where I feel like the older brother. Where I'm like, I was lost, but now I'm found. And now that I'm found, lost people are disgusting. (laughs) You know? That even caught me off guard that I said that. Um, (laughs) But you know, And so here's what I think. If you're in this room right now, and you feel overly lost, like you're in the midst of like, I can't even think about what it feels like to be found because I am just squandering my wealth in good times, Okay, (laughs) which is a very LA thing, Um, then know that there's something here for you. That the mistakes you have made are making, made before you got here, (laughs) headed to after here. They don't impact your value. They don't change your worth. If you can have that transformation in the lost place with yourself, then you can offer that transformation to folks who are lost as well. And if you're in this room this morning and you're on the mountain of I've got everything right, I would invite you (laughs) to get down. to sit with the discomfort of why you want people to feel what you have felt. I was just—I don't know what it is, but when I feel embarrassed or I feel shame, you know how you just like you want someone else to do it. I don't know why. I just remember the story the other day. But do you guys remember? Not remember. They're still going. You guys know Blink One Eighty Two. Um, (laughs) I was like wow we love longevity and um, when I was in middle school which is how they've been around for a long time uh, and this is pre-internet everybody okay so pre-everything and Christian parents with like no cable and we're only allowed to watch tv on the weekends but not even cable so what even was it um and so my friends were talking about Blink-182 And I'm just like, yeah, I love it, you know? I'm like, is it a show? Is it a person? Is it a, Uh, you know, like, (laughs) no context, you know? And so uh, one of my friends clocked me. They're like, do you even know Blink-182? Like, I was like, yeah, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I know them so much. And um, it was obvious that I didn't. They didn't know, I didn't know, and they, made fun of me, and they laughed, and I felt bad. And then I was at the grocery store with my mom, and there was like a People magazine, and blink 182 was on the cover, and I literally grabbed it and was like, because I know my mom wasn't buying me the Devil's magazine. And so I'm like, <laughs> just reading everything I can, like two pages worth, and I'm like, OK, got it. It's a band. There's three people. They spike here hair, and um, everything I need to know. And literally, within days, I'm at school again, and. Uh, talking about Blink-182, <laughs> and a girl was like, oh, who's that? You don't know who Blink-182 Like, I <laughs> threw that girl under the bus faster than I could even. Uh, you don't know who Blink-182 is? Their names are Travis and something else and something else. Um, <laughs> still reeling from what and how bad it felt to experience that days before, just wanting to get that onto someone else as quickly as I could. Because wouldn't it have been that hard to be like, oh, girl, it's crazy. I just found out yesterday. Is a band. <laughs> wouldn't have been that hard. But here I am saying, like, I haven't dealt with the feelings of what that felt like, right? So here, you take it, right? Which is all of social media. I'm like, I don't know, you, here. You're the problem. Um, and that's what We do. That's what causes us to be the older brother on the mountain. If I've got everything right, I've got so much pain. I don't want to deal with it. You're the problem. He's the problem. They're the problem. My dad's the problem. You never even killed goats for me. Everyone's the problem, but me. And that's why I am amazing. Um, (laughs) And I don't even say that. I I feel that I feel both of these often. I'm the older brother and the younger brother, and probably equal amounts. Uh, But what I'm looking for is the transformation that exists in the wandering. I'm looking to deal with the pain and discomfort of walking into open arms, even feeling like I don't deserve it. I'm looking for what exists for me beyond the feelings of wanting to be punished because I feel bad and someone just reminding me that I'm good and I have an opportunity to be good at any moment. Walking in from the wildest thing I've ever done, walking in from disappointment, walking in from these things, and guess what? Here's my opportunity to be good. And that exists for all of us. So with that, it wasn't a good closer, but it is the end. So, you know, if you feel good, keep going. um, I did have a thing. There's an old book I used to love, and the author would always say, when when life is sweet, say thank you um, and enjoy it, and when life is bitter, say thank you and grow. And... When life is hard, lean in. That's what. That's where the transformation is for us. Everything we want is on the other side of getting off of that high horse and sitting with it. Uh, and so that's the invitation this morning, unfortunately. So you're going to grab those same three or four people around you. And I forgot to give you a second question, didn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to grab three or four people around you and just you talk about what what that brought up what you <laughs> what you think yeah you you find the question okay enjoy <laughs>